0: Welcome to the Generation Voids podcast, The Retail Warzone. Tonight,
1: we have three guests again. Tonight is ladies night Tonight we have three female managers Extraordinary women In their own right They all work extremely hard And tonight this is their show We've got a list of five core questions That will actually get thrown up on the screen What's up Logan? Um, That they'll each answer After those questions are done Obviously if there's questions in the chat You know we'll bring those up And then Alex has a list of questions for the ladies as well So, without any further ado, Iron Maiden, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hi, everybody. So, I have been in retail for a little over 10 years, and I've worked in a couple different states doing retail. At least half of those years, I've been in management. I've done discount retail. I've done big box retail. I've even worked in the food industry, even though that's not really related but, yeah, that's mostly my background. A lot of operational stuff is kind of my expertise.
1: Awesome. All right. And our third and final member of the panel is Jill of All Trades. Your turn.
3: Hello, everyone. As the name would suggest, I've done multiple different types of retail. Pretty much if you name it, I've probably worked it. Um, and I'm glad to be here.
1: All right, fantastic. So
4: I love each and every one of your uh, names, by the way.
1: Like those are great names. I think they're appropriate. All right. Oh, I can't wait to hear Iron Maiden. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, I, I had to. I had to make sure and let her know there was no filter, so she can say whatever she wants to say. So it is good. What it is. Good. <laughs> All right.
4: This stream will be rated R. Uh,
1: NC-17, I don't know. I don't know how the ratings work. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, ladies. So, let's get into the hard-hitting stuff right off the bat. Question number one. Do you feel that you have or had to work harder or be stricter overall to get ahead? And if so, why? Miss Iron Maiden, do I need to repeat the question or you got it?
2: Um, Repeat the question for me.
1: All right. The question is, do you feel that you have to work harder or did have to work harder or be stricter overall to get ahead? And if so, why?
2: Oh, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I have had people ask me things, associates, and then didn't like my answer and then go to a mail manager and get the same answer from them. Um, For some reason, people don't like taking direction from women, in my experience. Um, And I've been called difficult. I've been called hard to work with. I have been called too opinionated, even though in my own defense, it was basically just me having an opinion about something. So, yes, without a shadow of a doubt.
1: Yeah, that seems to be a common theme. I mean, you know, one thing. You know, I've experienced it. You know, I've had some great female managers and key carriers along my career. And with every place I've ever worked, there has been at least one individual who, when this person in position of power gave them the correct answer, responded with, can I speak to a dude, basically. And you're right there. For some reason, there's this misconception that. Women don't know what they're doing. I mean, I and which I, just boggles my mind, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit further, uh, a little bit later. But you're 100 percent correct, Jill of all trades. You're up.
3: Well, uh, I wouldn't. I, I'm just automatically a hard worker. I uh, guess I've specialized in burning the candle at both ends anyway. So I'm just go 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 all the time if I'm at work. Um, I'm not sure I would classify myself as stricter than my male counterparts but i do expect that um if it's something that i would do i have no problem asking you to do it and you sure as heck better do it because hey we're all there to do a job and um this is your job if i ask you to um i have been called bossy but usually it's just been by people who didn't want to do any work. They just wanted to get a paycheck because they were walked in the building and clocked in that day. And that doesn't really work for me.
4: Okay. Uh, but have you ever felt like that you had to work like specifically harder than a male, like in your counterpart, like of the same position of power? Like could they get by easily easier simply because they were a dude, or are you just naturally a hard worker, like you said, or
3: Well, I've actually had several instances where I trained the dudes that were going to end up being my boss in many different um, locations for different companies. So, you know, uh, yeah, if I'm doing my job and showing them how to do their job, I feel like I am working harder at doing that. But that
1: especially if you're training them
3: for years, yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay, ladies, next question. In your experience, has your treatment differed from that of your male peers? If so, how? Mad dog, go right ahead. Okay, there's no mad dog. So, Iron <laughs> Maiden, go ahead. <laughs>
5: Sorry, I couldn't um, get my phone to
4: work.
1: Oh, you, are you are you with us yeah. now?
4: Oh, you actually sound way better now, by the way, Mad Dog.
5: Yeah, my apologies. Oh, you're fine. Um, you're fine. Absolutely, I get I get treated different. Um, like when I say the the phone in my store doesn't work, they literally didn't take me seriously. Waited eight days to then have a conference call. To discuss if my phone actually was working or not. Wow, because they didn't believe me. Um, again, being told if you need if you need to learn how to read a report, boo boo. I, I I've been reading reports for a long time. If you need to learn how to read a report, what's that supposed yes. to mean? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny thing is, is I. He also doesn't like when I call him out on his bullshit and his hypocrisy. You know, if if you're contradicting yourself in every breath, I'm going to question it.
1: I think you bring up a valid point there real quick, is that a man in a position of power in retail, when you call them out on their bullshit, oh, it just takes a bad turn at that point. Very much so. Continue.
5: Very much so. I mean, like I have been getting emails uh, because I missed a sales day one day. But then when they sent out the quarter to date report, I'm one of the only stores that's up quarter to date. So why are you busting my balls about one day when obviously I'm up compared to the other stores in two different districts?
1: Well, I think, I think a common theme is going to be here, you know, knowing all three of you, you're strong women. And, 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 you know, I really shouldn't use the term women. You're strong people, okay? And you work all incredibly hard, and that kind of pushback is really just kind of uncalled for. And what happens is that's where the typical macho guy is like, oh, well, this person is just difficult to work with and whatnot. And that's just not the case. They just can't handle the fact that you're handling your business.
5: Because all I'm doing is advocating for my business. Correct. I'm, I'm advocating to get things, equipment working properly. I'm advocating for, okay, my sales plan, you've got me playing too high considering we were we're technically still in a pandemic we're still in this financial situation yes people did just get their stimulus checks it's not gonna go that far and also so yes now people have money but guess what i don't have anything that they want to buy
1: yep that's a problem and not your fault
5: and it's not but that's but that's what we get graded on
1: right so all right so yeah that's crazy
4: unfortunate
1: yeah it's bad okay iron man Um, you good or do you need me to repeat the question
2: yeah repeat the question for me i'm sorry i'm also trying to do like other things oh you're fine i've I've got
1: no problem repeating the question from each one of you because you know as you guys answer it's it's fine in your experience has your treatment differed from that of your male peers if so how
2: Yeah, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. So there is such a thing as the good old boys club. And I had yep. a lot of experience dealing with that at my last job. And yeah, when, you know, it, there just seems to be kind of like a common issue when you're the female and you're trying to maybe like interject yourself in a conversation with other managers that are male that just kind of look at you like, um, like, can we help you? You know, what, what are you doing over here? Like, we're talking about, like, big boy stuff now. Um, So, yeah, I definitely felt that I was treated differently by far. And I also had <laughs> there's this one time where when I was actually doing my manager training, I was in a store that had a male manager. And I remember having to correct them on how they were doing a set for their store because i just did the same set at my store before i had come there and it this person just did not believe me like he did not believe at all that maybe what he was doing was wrong it came to the point where we had to like call our district manager and get confirmation that what i was saying was the correct way to do it and then later on said manager went to the manager above them who was in charge of my training and went back to my store manager and told them that I was difficult and that I didn't take direction well.
1: That's it's bullshit is what that is. That's bullshit. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, I don't take direction well by calling you out on something that you're not doing right. So I just should have let you do it wrong. Com- I guess. I mean, <laughs>
1: there's a common theme here it's it it's definite but you know and and you know one thing i want to throw out there is you know throughout my career i mean yes you do run across people you just don't mesh with but for the most part the one thing i want to get out there right now is i'd say 90% of the female management interaction i've had has all been great you do have those outliers just like you do with guys that they're just so over the top that it's they're unbearable for everybody. But, you know, it, I do find it disheartening, you know, hearing the stories and whatnot because all you guys are, are overqualified for what you did, every one of you. And all you guys worked extremely hard. And if anybody took the time to actually know you or actually have a civil conversation with you, they'd understand, you probably know your shit pretty well. And, you know, that's just one of those things that, you know, in doing this kind of show and having you ladies on, it's, I don't want anybody to get the impression that, you know, the the conception of, you know, how people conceive or perceive, excuse me, uh, women and management positions, I don't want it to get kind of tainted because I feel like you guys overall are pretty abused. So, you know, I, I thank all three of you for the shit you've endured. You shouldn't have had to. So having said that, Jill of all trades, you're up. Do I need to repeat the question? No, I've
3: got it. Um, I would say as far as being treated different, yes, yes, and yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, men tend to like automatically get respect, like right out of the gate. Just, hey, I'm here today and I'm a manager and I'm a male, and everybody's like, okay. Um, I've, you know, going back to saying that, you know, I'm going to do jobs that I ask you to do, that's mostly because that's the quickest way for me and most females to get respect from the employees, you know. Okay, they, they see that you're working, and so, oh, okay, she's all right. She's not just being a bitch. Um, I can't speak for the other ladies, but in my career, I tend to be viewed as a tool that they want to keep either in their district or sometimes just within their building. And so they'll promote me to the point that, oh, if we go any further than this, you might be gone. So now you've hit that glass ceiling, there's nowhere else for you to go. So that's where I would tend to be put in the position where, hey, you're training this manager, and then in three to six months he's gonna get the promotion that we're gonna overlook you for. Um just because at a boy, he's part of the good old boys club and we want to give him a nice good pat on the back. And then You know, a lot of times that happens several times in a row until I get fed up and, you know, go somewhere else. And then, unfortunately, it just happens all over again. And it's only been in positions where the people over me are also female to where I have not experienced, you know, a glass ceiling. Um, But then ultimately, they end up getting run off and a male replaces them and there it is again for me.
1: Right. And, you know, I would agree with that statement. I know that all three of you, I can see each of you being perceived as somebody's secret weapon that, you know, they'll keep you under their thumb and they may not praise you and pay you like they should, but they're going to keep you there to further help further their agendas. And that in itself is totally unfair. Alex, you got anything?
3: Well, I mean, uh, actually, Steve, when I when I first met you, um, it was to train you and you were going to become my manager.
1: I don't know if you realize that or not, but that's correct.
3: That's exactly what happened. Yep. And it's not your fault. That's just that's just what the company wanted to do.
4: Correct. Alex? Oh, I'm just I'm just still sitting here, just flabbergasted. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sitting here, just soaking in all the
1: information. It's, it's when you listen to it and you listen to it objectively, you you understand that there is a definitive line in the sand between males and females in retail, and we'll get into a little bit later. I've got a theory. On what that really comes down to, um, besides the obvious, there's there's obstacles that stand in the way, and we'll we'll get into those obstacles here in a bit. So, all right, ladies, thank you for your answer so far. We go to question number three.
4: Well, before we do that, Steve. Yep. Um, let's just let's take a couple of chats. I honestly think it's the tone. You know, when you're walking mm-hmm. up a muddy slope at the first, and then let it slide. This goes for guys and girls. You gotta watch every step. That is so true in retail. You always gotta keep your ass covered. Like literally no matter what you do. Like you <laughs> you actually have to play chess with these people.
3: Oh
4: yeah.
3: Yes and no dare you know things. But I would yes, say sure. that Yes. Like you have to um as a female, you have to you have that muddy slope right off the bat. And like I was saying with the guys, they come in and automatically they're going to get respect. Now, if they're lazy and just, you know, manage a desk all day long, yeah, then it's a muddy slope for them. But right out the gate, usually the males, you know, no muddy slope, just, you know, come in and do your job and you'll be all right. Not do your job plus follow the people's jobs. Plus don't be perceived as a bitch.
1: Yeah, and and the one thing, I mean, look, I'm going to say this. I'm I'm not perfect. All right. There's been times I've been a great manager and there's been times I have been a not great manager, okay? And a lot of times it just depends <laughs> on it depends on the bullshit you're putting up with. But I have to say, you know, in 30 years of doing this, I would be lying to anyone watching right now if I did not say the points you guys are bringing up are 100% true, and it's 100% continued. Yes, it's not always that way, Russell. But you have to remember, you know, I'm looking at a body of experience of 25 years and various, various factions of retail. And I can honestly say, through every segment of retail I've been in, the two things are constant. One, yes, you do have the female manager that's way over the top that you wish you could smack. that's that's true, all right? But you also have males that are equally the same. But the second point is the things that these ladies are describing have been happening for decades, and I've witnessed it firsthand and well S- Steve, when
5: when I was at you know the pa- the patio store, Uh-oh. the home decor store. Right. Um, <laughs> I had been in a po- I had been in a certain position. Didn't leave the position because I couldn't do the job. Left the position because I was working for a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Um. So I took a different position with the same company, and then kind of the way that the timing worked out. When I decided that I wanted to come back into the building um, and then COVID hit directly and they all got laid off anyway, um, they would not give me the same position that I had before.
1: Right. And and
5: they hired somebody who didn't know his ass from apple butter. Right. And wouldn't listen to anything. And then he lasted
1: six months. You know, I had lasted Five years. And in defense of your situation, you know, number one, how your entire career started out there. Yeah. You addressed or you brought to light some problems that needed to be addressed. And rather than those problems get addressed, you were offered something and transferred out. Correct. Instead of dealing with said problem
5: correct and then 2 weeks after i was transferred and sent out one of the problems fixed themselves 2 weeks later
1: wow that's that's
5: how you came to be
1: that's that's true that is 100% true
5: literally literally it was 2 weeks after
1: i moved and and look let let me let me go ahead and and give some context context here all right so I took a position with a company. I really didn't want to get back into big box stuff ever again, but due to the economy and things like that, I took this position. Now, I, I and I think this goes hand in hand with what we're talking about here. Cause I do not think if I was a different gender, it would have went this way. So I was in a position for, I'm going to say six weeks. All right. Sure, I've got a lot of background and whatnot. But the person I'm working for has turned in their notice. And this person has said, well, this assistant manager should. Um, but all of a sudden, they're like, hey, Mr. Only Been Here a little bit. Do you want to interview for this position? I'm like, sure. You know, because honestly, at the end of the day, it's about money. I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to lie. All right. So I'd been in this position like six weeks, and Alex, I think you know I was messaging you and our Alabama friend when all this is going on. So anyway, so this person turns in their notice. They interview me. I have three interviews on the phone. I had never seen the district manager. Had never met him face to face and all of a sudden they're like okay you're our guy you're store manager have a nice day I find so
5: neither had I when I interviewed right
1: and so I interviewed there you with go. Bill and and so so they're willing to take this guy who's been with the company six weeks regardless of his background hey we're gonna make you the store manager but you have mad dog who comes off the road who is one hundred percent qualified at that point more than me because she's been in the system longer than I have, and they would not even interview her for that position. It's real. Wow. Uh, real quick before we because
5: because the one above the district manager did not personally like me, regardless of what I had done. For the stores that I had gone into, and for the training that I received while I was out on the road opening brand new stores, he didn't personally like me.
1: Right, and what uh, are you talking about? Um, Peter Griffin. Clausen. Oh, yeah, P- no. Peter Griffin. Yeah, Clausen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looked just like him. Sorry. Looked just yeah, like him. I'm yeah, not joking. And that. talk
5: like a Basically.
1: <laughs> All right. Iron Maiden, I'm going to repeat the question for you. All right. All right. In your experience, has your treatment differed? Well, wait a minute. We're on a totally different question here. Hold on. We haven't already. even got to question three yet. I'm sorry. I've got, I've got some messages coming through that's got me confused. All right. So we're going to go on to question number three. All right. What are some examples of things that have been said to you as a female in the business that were inappropriate or degrading?
0: Oh, boy. Mad
1: dog. You're up. And if you'll excuse me, guys, for just a second, I have to do something real quick. But go ahead.
5: I mean, you know, do you need help learning how to read a report 20 years into being in retail? Um, Basically being told, well, you can't do that. I mean, like, I've literally been told you can't do that because you're a girl. I went to work for...
4: If you don't mind, can you give it can you give us an example of you can't yes. do that because you're a yes. girl?
5: Why what would they say that about? So I was I worked for oh hell, I don't care. Then I worked for Sears and oh. three different times, I worked for <laughs> Sears. And you know when you're in that position, like in hardware. They send cashiers over there, but you have your people who are hardware associates because they make commission. Yeah. Okay. I was really good in hardware. There were no females in hardware. And I told them, I said, I want to become a hardware associate and and always be over here. Because I was and still am the type of person I talk to everybody. So while the other commission people are like, oh, I only want to talk to somebody if they're buying a lawnmower or if they're buying big stuff, I talk to everybody because I made commission on everything. I started Father's Day weekend, ended Labor Day weekend, and I did $1.3 million in sales over the summer but they did not want to put me in that position because I was a girl and I didn't know what I was talking about. Were well,
4: you told went, that exactly though?
5: Yes. That I, Wow. How was I going to know how to sell somebody apart if I didn't know what it was? So that was the point to which I went out there and started because over there when riding lawnmowers come in, they come in in a crate and you have to put them together. So I would go out there on the patio and I would put riding lawnmowers together, bring them in and sell them. I changed a customer's um, blades on his riding lawnmower. But I was literally told because you're a girl. So I would go out there on the patio and I would put riding lawnmowers together, bring them in. Oh
4: wow, that's insane. I changed a
5: customer's
4: crazy feedback. Oh uh, yeah, somebody somebody's got the stream running
0: in the background.
1: All right, hold up, just a second. I need to check something. Uh, Mad Dog, we got you, right?
5: Yeah.
1: yeah. Iron Maiden, you there?
5: Yes, I'm, I'm here.
1: here. Jill of all trades, still here. All right, cool. Continue.
5: But yeah, I mean that's literally being told that I can't do it because I'm a girl and I and to me I was like oh really watch me
0: yeah yeah yeah.
4: if you're I don't understand what the deal is if you can literally it shouldn't matter who does it as long as they get the job done shouldn't be told oh you can't do that because you're a girl like come on get out of here I I hate that generalization
5: (laughs) I live in the south and I work with a whole bunch of like bubba's Who got real, real upset? That basically within three months, like I said, I did one point three million dollars in sales, and part of that was some guy was in there one day, and I just went up and you know asked him if he was finding everything okay, and he was like, "Do you have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper?" So I went and got him one of our little notebooks that we gave out to people, and that ended up being almost a $60,000 sales for a macro technology program through one of the high schools in that town.
1: Wow, that's impressive.
5: But nobody else wanted to go talk to him because he was just in the little small tool area.
1: Got you. Uh, one thing I want to throw up real quick, just to kind of give you an idea about oppression and stuff like that, the Irish Connection put in the chat. Fun fact. Irish women that got married up until 1973 had to give up their job in the civil service, not retail, by law in order to work in the home. That fed into the culture here for a long time. So, see, the states aren't (laughs) alone.
4: (laughs) That's incredible. All right. Um, Iron Man, do you need the question repeated or...
2: No, no, I got it. Um, so I have so many fucking stories about this, and I'm gonna really try to condense it that way I don't take up everybody's time.
1: Let's go. get it. But, get
2: it. Um, I one time had a male coworker of mine hold up a bra because we had the store that I worked in, we had like an intimate apparel section hold up a bra and say, "This looks like it's your size." For one, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, I'm not going to hold up a pair of boxers and say, oh, hey. Hey there, Mike. This looks like it's going to fit you.
4: Like... I, how you get him back next time as you hold up an extra small condom and be like, hey, it looks like your side. Oh, shit,
2: Alex. Oh, look, it's your size. Shots fired. Oh, that's a... Right?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Somebody <laughs> needs to clip that. Because <laughs> that actually
4: just pissed me off. I hate men that do that, like, with a passion. Yeah, like, and... If you're going to be flirty with a girl... God knows that I'm 28 years old and I know, don't walk up and be like, this, looks like this would be your size. Like, that, oh. Jesus. Yeah, I've, I I've mean. Got a, I've got a horror story on that.
2: Like, well, hmm. and, and to be honest, too, it wasn't just the coworkers. Um, a lot of it was customers. Um, I've had some customers say some crazy shit to me over the years. I had a, a guy one time ask me for my number And then my response was, hey, I'm married, sorry. And he literally berated me in the middle of like a home goods aisle (laughs) and told me that I was lying to him and that I better give him my phone number. I mean, just crazy shit like that that I've like experienced while while in retail that it's just unbelievable. And the thing is, too, I kind of felt like because I worked there, he felt like it was okay to do that.
1: What about the the show some skin story?
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah, so I had um, the front line of the store that I worked in, we had a customer, a male customer that came in. He was livid. I mean, total Kyle over something so stupid like, I want to return this and I washed it and wore it. There's no tags, there's no receipt, but I want the full price back. You know, type bullshit like that. So I had to go up there and help him and it didn't really get resolved in a great way, but Not to my grade, anyway. Basically, I gave him what he wants so he would leave. And afterwards, I had told my boss about it, and he told me, well, maybe you should have showed him a little bit of skin. That probably would have made him happy.
1: Uncalled for. Bullshit. That's just bullshit, man. Damn.
2: I have, yeah, at one point, I really wanted to work. Did that manager get
4: punched directly in the dick?
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, I hope so. I mean, not that I know of, but hopefully Carmel will come back around to him at some point. I honestly, but, w-
4: I honestly wish you would have just kicked him right in the dick. Yeah. Nice.
2: <laughs> or,
1: wow, this is great. That
4: no, 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 no. This story right here is has lit a fire under me. This, this has got me.
1: Pissed. Y'all don't got Alex pissed this, off.
4: <laughs> like, Let's go. I I get passionate about this kind of shit because I had a. One time, no, this is like completely off
0: topic.
4: I had a step
1: uncle. Get closer to your mic.
4: I had a step uncle hit on one of, my, uh, one of my friends. Like one of my friends.
2: Oh, the step uncles.
4: Yeah. And oh my God, I literally destroyed that man. Like Even though he's about six times bigger than me, <laughs> he paid for it. Dearly. I hate
1: people that. I hate people. That, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I
2: have to say, I wish that you were working in my store. <laughs> oh, I promise you, if I would have heard that shit, I would have. I'd have walked up and been like.
1: <laughs> he'd have, he'd have punched him in the dick. Alex has already said <laughs> he'd have punched right, him in the dick.
4: Put him right in the dick, because that is so uncalled for.
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah,
4: and I'm sorry you had to go through that.
1: All right, Jill of all trades. Do I need to repeat the question for you?
3: No, I, um, I'm i very familiar with the question, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> oh, my.
3: So um, I'll just give two stories, one um, with a coworker and one with the customer. How about that? And then one with a direct boss. So that's three. Um, first with a customer uh, who really takes the cake. Uh, I was in investments and we had a particular gentleman that had a lot of strip clubs that he ran and pleasure cruises that he ran and thought that basically every female was created to service his yep. needs.
4: Hey, is this what we're going with that cuz
0: I'm oh I'm
3: And um <laughs> I let him know that that was not going to be happening at any point in time, but he would feel the need to make a point anytime he would bring any of his various girlfriends in to um, set them up with their own um, personal access to funds. We'll say,
1: <clears throat> Was this, was this on- Mr. W? Yes, it was.
3: Okay. <laughs> that um, as long as. You know, I kept being a prude about it. You know, I wasn't going to get any of those extra funds that my job wasn't providing to me and that he would be glad to. If only I would just say yes. And it got to a point where I literally told my boss, I am not comfortable helping this customer. And he was like, he requests you when he comes in and he brings a lot of money. Just... Grinned through it and bear it. And I was
4: like, are you fucking kidding me? No, you
3: do not understand. You have, you have not heard the things that this man has said. One of these days, he's going to try to touch me. I'm going to come over the counter and the police are going to be involved. Um, and it got to the point where I actually switched jobs and he would still request me to leave the desk in another area of the building that I was at to come in the office and sit so he could look at me while the dude that was helping him took his money from him, basically. <clears throat> and the company that I worked for thought that that was perfectly acceptable because of the amount of money that he was bringing in.
1: That would be the, yeah. the financial institution of the United States. That's coded.
4: <laughs> if I If I were to work there... I promise you that guy and your boss that says that's okay would both get kicked in the dick. (laughs) Well, it
3: wasn't until I actually got a female boss that she said this is not going to fly. None of my females are going to come in the office with you. Uh, We have these three males that can help you and if that's not okay, it's not okay then. So at least she had my back.
4: (laughs) Yeah, at least you had somebody have your back. But, I mean, wow. your manager should always have your back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. be, he's got a lot of money.
1: It's always so, about money. Follow okay. the money.
3: Yeah, And I will say it was a lot of money, but um, no. Just no. As an added bonus, he was probably old enough to be my grandfather. Oh. And most <laughs> of the girls that he came in with were in their 20s. So, it was... You should disaster. have told him that your
5: soul nor your ass were for sale.
3: Well, what was funny is, um, actually, with my first pregnancy, um, he asked me why I would want to destroy such a hot body with that mess. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> yes,
3: yes. That is when I said I will not be helping him anymore if I tell him.
0: Thank you.
3: Wow. Um, the other, I had a store manager. That thought it would be perfectly okay to keep coming up to me and giving me back rubs across my bra straps. Oh and my god. Even after I said, uh, no, don't touch me, I actually had to go to my district manager and have a conversation with her about it in order to get him to stop.
1: <laughs> that was that district manager would be Mrs. H, right?
3: Yes, it was.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's,
5: that's... See, you're better than me because I got real bad reflexes. And when <laughs> somebody touches me like that, they're getting an elbow somewhere.
4: <laughs> an elbow to the
5: dick? <laughs> well, at the
3: time, I was newly in my 20s and kind of shocked that such a thing would even really be happening. Because at that point, I had only had people... Um, say words and innuendos. I had never had someone in a position above me actually try to physically touch me or anything like that. And so, really, I was in shock when it all happened. (laughs) And immediately was like, I want to transfer stores. Like, so quick. And she actually, I think, ended up transferring him instead. Was
1: that manager? Was that... (laughs) Mr. O
3: he was the manager that um said that it was so great that his young teenage daughter would have friends over because he liked sneaking downstairs and seeing all these teenage. Oh,
1: the Mr. R. So, I'm aware, Mr. Let me, R. let
3: me just ask let me just ask
4: how the fuck does that guy just get to get transferred with no punishment whatsoever when that motherfucker was committing sexual harassment?
1: Well,
5: because he has a penis. That's why. That's yes. Not, that's yes. Well,
1: he's de- he's
5: That's exactly why. Well,
1: he's deceased now, so he can't harm anyone. So. I, I'm oh, just going to okay. keep quiet on that. Yep. Going to keep quiet on that. <laughs> All right. But what you got? Oh my god. You had a third story, Jill?
3: Um yeah, just <laughs> Unfortunately, it happened not too long ago. It was just a few days ago where I have a gentleman that is working with me. And he yells across the sales floor. What do you need? I'll give you anything that you want. Talking about merchandise. And I was taking a moment to pause and think about which merchandise I actually needed him to give to me. And across the sales floor, once again, he screams out... I'll give you
1: that too if you want it. Um, yeah, I think I would have just kept. Walking. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to remove myself from that one. <laughs>
4: like, <laughs>
1: there is okay, no way I would put up. That moving question. on.
4: Anyway,
5: did you just like send him home? Like I would have just been like, uh, "You need to go home. You're in timeout, and you need to think about how to use words."
4: Eve I need to cool down one second I'll no. be right back
5: instead I was like
3: Ew that's really gross Not interested in the least
1: Oh my god What the fuck Can somebody please explain to me How dudes think that that's just acceptable
3: I will say that It has been my experience That um, once men reach A certain age It seems like they revert back To horny teenager status <laughs>
1: Thank you, Ben Haas.
3: And and they think, you know, if they feel it, they can just spit out that that's what they're thinking about.
1: I mean, you know, like I said. I've
3: had teenage cashiers be like, please don't make me ring this guy up. Because every time he comes through my line, he says something. In fact, one of my co-workers had a gentleman tell her. If you or any of your friends are interested, I get a really good social security check.
1: My God.
5: Oh, but see, I this know. all goes back to perpetuating that good old boys club because they they are allowed and it is made to be to seem that it is OK to make those types of comments and make those you know types of jokes. And so if they think that, oh, well, the big boys are doing it, then it's okay. It doesn't matter that, you know, you're speaking to someone and that's not appreciated.
1: Well, at the end of the day, it's still disgusting.
5: Oh, absolutely.
2: And I hate to say this, but, and I'm sure you all understand, as a woman you're almost expected to just take that. Like when people make inappropriate comments about you and your body, it's almost like the expectation that you just, you just smile and you just giggle it off and say, Oh, okay. Because if you don't, then everybody thinks, Oh, what a bitch. You're right. You're right. When I worked for said financial institution,
3: uh, I also trained the people that would be working there. And the first rule that I told any of the girls was, Go to Walmart, get yourself, you know, a Kubrick zirconia and place that shit on your finger. <laughs> I don't I don't care if some cute guy comes in and you want to talk to him, you can tell him it's fake for your job, but you need to have that on your finger so when they start stalking you, you can just say, uh, no, I'm married.
1: Yeah, that that's true. If
2: only that always worked though. If only that always worked. Yeah, yeah no, but you I know, you didn't want happy. them to run off screaming their first day in
3: on it because 50 old guys wanted them to service
2: them, you know? So, no, I understand that.
1: I get wow. It. You know, and, and Iron Maiden, you, you make a brilliant point. You're for whatever reason, you're just expected to be like, Oh, it's okay. They said that. No, it's never okay. They said that. And, you know, I was raised in such a way that it's not okay to go up and proposition a female assuming they don't have anybody else in there it, it's just inappropriate and you know exactly yeah. it, it's it's and go ahead
2: well i had Again, yeah i had this, why... this
1: what go ahead go ahead kira i mean
2: there was this one time um, at a job that i had when i was relatively younger where I was. We were in an office meeting. I worked in an office at that point, and I was adjusting like the straps on my shirt. And there was two male coworkers across from the conference table, who I heard go, "Oh yeah, dude. You see that in your your peripheral vision too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that." And I was like, excuse me? And the response was, oh, you just can't take a joke.
1: We're just joking. And see, that's the bullshit. It's, it's like they try to throw it off on you, like you're doing something wrong, not accepting it. When, in all actuality, what they're saying is just horseshit, and they shouldn't be saying it anyway. They should be getting smacked in the fucking mouth. Exactly. Uh, Irish Connection yeah, says, "Are hold, hold up." Irish Connection asks, "Are HR departments any help in regards to inappropriate touching and suggestive behavior?" That absolutely. Yeah, not. it depends. No, nope. nope. It, yes. it really depends.
5: Because unless it got caught on camera, right. that they can pull up, it is a he said, she said, and a penis will win every time.
1: Um, unfortunately. Mad Dog, you're correct. It it does not help unless there's concrete evidence. And that's the sad part. And,
2: well, and a lot of it is, too. When you're working for somebody who treats you like that, you almost feel like you can't speak up sometimes because you are afraid of the repercussions mm-hmm. of what will happen if you do. There's
1: more of a negative impact on the employee speaking up about the abuse than anything, and that and and therein lies the problem.
3: Yeah, because you're seen as a problem, right? If you speak up about and it. Oh, she's ex- being exactly.
1: so. Sensitive. I mean, I'll go on record. Exactly. So, she's dramatic. Yeah, I'll go on record Again, right now. This
5: is why.
1: I, I just, I just. This
5: is why, like, I've already been. So it's been pointed out to me. Well, appearances are you don't work the schedule you're supposed to to work because. I do not put up with the bullshit of any kind. Right. So I am literally being targeted now because they, instead of looking at the schedule that is printed or that is in the computer that shows that I close every effing Saturday night, they literally called me and said, you haven't closed at all in the last four weeks. And I said, as a matter of fact, I've closed three to four nights a week for the last four weeks, but it doesn't reflect on my schedule because if I add it onto the schedule, that screws up my payroll and then y'all scream at me about that. So now you're literally targeting right? Me because I advocate for myself and I advocate for my store.
1: Right. Well, I'm going to do something right now. So I'm going to throw a gauntlet down right now in response to the Irish Connections question. HR people, if there's any HR person watching this, I'm going to say this and I'm going to mean it. In my experience in 30 years, the human resources department in retail is bullshit and fictitious and fake because ultimately the HR job It's to protect the corporation and the the logo on the front of the building. Now, if this gets out there to some HR person, and you would love to come on, as a matter of fact, give me three. I want three HR people out there to come on and tell your side of the story. But in my experience, HR is only a shield for the logo on the front of the building and nothing else because I haven't full seen anybody absolutely. anybody
4: do and full disclosure Steve and I will just listen to you and unless you say something
1: really out of line no no <laughs> I am just saying HR people well I mean that's bring that's it.
5: why you have to have like the EOC and you have to you know you have the unemployment and because that's who fights for you right because HR is only no, there. Russell,
1: if it's you are a manager, there. you are not HR. The there is an HR department in every major retailer on the face of the planet whose job is to investigate and solve any kind of human resource issues, whether it be harassment, discrimination, etc. And But wh- it's
5: always looked at as how is it going to affect the Correct. It's never looked at as, you know, you, you know, Iron Maiden or Jill of all trades goes to, to HR and says, so and so is. Harassing. Oh, OK. R- it's not. It's never like, oh, you know, I am so sorry you went through that. What can you know, what can we do? It's OK. How do we sweep this under the rug right. and protect the brand? And that's why so and so got shipped off to another store instead of being.
1: Punished. All right. So, Russell does bring up a point. As a manager, you have to submit the HR complaint if it's brought to you. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah, but how many
3: times have you been a manager and been told that if you have an HR complaint like that come to you, that you're supposed to just tell them to call? Don't address it. Don't anything. Tell them to call so they can get all the
1: story. Me personally. Time out. Me personally, never. Me personally, in my experience, if there's been an HR complaint, I am to contact HR. So where the problem lies is that manager, if they do not have good intentions, can taint the HR report or they can ignore and not report it at all. And it turns into something really ugly from there. But I once again reiterate what I was saying. I'm not saying HR employees are bad people. I'm saying that HR employees' hands are tied with what they can actually do. And if there's any HR employees out there that would love to come on a debate, let's go. Let's hear it. So,
5: And our hands as use? managers are tied worse yep. than HR. Correct. Because... I literally can't do anything about it except for call them. And seven in my building, I have to call and I say, So and so brought this to my attention and it and it involves so and so and so and so and then here's phone numbers, here you go, and then I'm out of it.
1: Well, case case in point. Yeah, that's what if I was you, saying.
3: Like if, you're not supposed to get involved as a manager. You just right. let HR know and they, but, they're but, supposed ca- to handle it.
1: But case in point, look over there. Irish connection. Twenty years in retail, and not once have I seen HR do anything other than protect the company from being sued, and on the side, provide lip service. There's your and answer.
4: That's and that's over in Ireland, too. I mean, but that's that's those, truth. That's
1: truth everywhere. It's just
4: the same. It's just the same around the world. Apparently, like that actually just blows my mind. Right. That literally retail is just retail. It will be the same on Mars. Right.
5: I think it's just corporate like standard. It is nobody wants to be sued. So they just everything kind of gets swept under the rug and dealt with anonymously.
1: Correct. And you know what? On the flip side, look, I know this is, um, you know, a predominantly female thing tonight, but it also works the same the other way. I mean, it, human resources isn't going to take a side. The only side the human resources are going to take is, is the logo. And that's it. Doesn't matter if it's a male complaint or a female complaint. And that should piss everybody off, too. You know, because look, in my experience, the treatment of females far outweighs the treatment of males as far as inappropriate. But retail doesn't see a sex, all retail sees is a logo. And that's where the problem is. But before we get wound up on that, we have more questions. So, so let's get into those. Thank you guys for your input, because it's been great. This has been a fantastic episode so far. And I love hearing your stories. So our next question.
4: I think this is the one time I've ever actually gotten like legitimately heated.
1: Yeah. On the show. All right. So next question. What do you feel are the greatest challenges of being a female manager? Mad Dog, go.
5: Having a vagina? Because when you have that, you are legitimately not taken seriously. I can agree. Like, I mean, that's, that's just kind of the bottom line. And the whole point of it is that you're not taken seriously on most things. Like, even the fact of hey, I'm having an IT issue. My registers aren't working. And you're told, well, I don't see an issue on my end. Right. Good for you. Eat a cookie, but I can't do anything over here.
1: Got you. All right. Iron Maiden, the same question.
2: Repeat the question for me. Sorry.
1: What do you feel are the greatest challenges of being a female manager?
2: Whew, okay. <laughs> um, well, I kind of had the double whammy of this one. So not only was I a female manager, but when I started my management career, I was relatively young in my early twenties. And on top of being a woman and then being a younger woman, nobody believes anything you say. They don't trust anything you say because you're just you're just a young girl. Like what do you know? Um So that was really difficult. I feel like I had more discrimination against me because of my age at that point. And not even so much that I was a female, but I couldn't know things because I was so young. Right. And I had a lot of issues even with, you know, employees that I had in my building that were older than me. um, Male and female. That just did not take what I said seriously because what do I know? I don't have the life experience. I mean little do most of them know I have a lot of life experience for being relatively young, but in their mind I'm just a young, naive girl and I couldn't possibly know what I'm doing or how to run a store or how to manage employees. Right. So, yeah, that was that was a lot of my experience.
1: Alright. Jill of all trades. Um, well, I
3: think Mad Dog hit it right on the head. Yeah. Uh, just having a vagina right off the bat. Well, you know, like I said, you walk in and you got a dick that you can swing around and respect and you got a vagina and oh, are you on your period? Do you feel pissy today? Oh, bless your heart. You know, every and it's like what does my vagina have to do with anything? You know? I I can do everything you can do and probably do it better.
2: I absolutely Yes.
5: When they say that, because I tell them, no, this is how I am
2: every day. Yes, I've literally had a boss at one point ask me if I was bipolar. Oh my!
3: Yeah, you're you're on your period. You know, you're bipolar. You're bitchy. You're catty. Like, there's all these different terms. You know, Uh, guys can be assholes, and it's fine. Uh, No offense to Steve, but I think in one of the videos, he actually said, I can be an asshole. And everyone was like, Yeah, great for you. Good job. But women don't get that. Women, you know, uh, if you're a bitch, you're a bitch. The end. And unfortunately, I've had stores that I've worked in that had lots and lots of females in them. And usually the females pay pretty good attention to detail if they're caring about their job. And guys will just walk past a lot of the things and not see it. And, you know, if you are paying attention to the details, because sometimes the details really matter, they make the difference in things, then you're too picky automatically. But if a guy pays attention to the details and sees something, oh, wow, you know, he's really on the ball. It's just the the suckiest thing about being a female manager is the double standard standard period
5: yeah and i don't i honestly don't think it really has anything to do with age because i became a manager for the first time when i was 25 i am now not 25 (laughs) and i'm still not taken seriously
3: well shout out to the poor females out there that are young and are a manager and even mildly attractive at all because what if they think automatically off the bat when you come in and you're young and you're a manager you're sleeping with someone yep automatically you could come in and and be the virgin mary and you are sleeping with someone to be a manager female young and attractive
4: I will say I have
2: absolutely heard that one like a lot wow Well, I'm back to what Jill said real quick, too. Like, I would say in my entire career in retail, I can probably count on one hand how many male associates that I had that were actually productive and very good at their job, showed up to work on time, didn't call out, as opposed to the God knows how many female employees that I've had that actually took the job seriously and did a good job at what they did. And that's not a knock to the guys, but that was just my experience. Well, and to kind of
5: touch on that, it goes back to a comment that was made um, by Russell a couple weeks ago that we don't want to hire men. That is not true. So no, it's not. It's as, not. I mean,
1: you want to hire the best person for the job.
5: Well, right, but I I'm at the point now. Huh. Where I can't even get men to show up for interviews. I call them. I schedule it.
1: They don't show up. You know, I'm I'm curious. I've had that problem, I'm, I'm curious, too. I mean, it's not anything I've ever researched. But I wonder how much of that has to be that when you contact the interviewee and you ask them to come in, they realize the person they're interviewing with is a female manager. I I would bet that has a lot to do with it. I can't prove that, but it kind of goes hand in hand with everything we're talking about.
5: Well, I was actually told by my current boss that I needed to have, um, because we have talent acquisition, and our talent acquisition is a man, and that I needed to have him start setting up my interviews.
2: Ew.
3: I have Why? had to set up interviews and have the call go like this. Hi, this is Jill calling from XYZ Company about your application for employment. And we were just wondering if you could give us, not me, us a call back here to set up an interview. And I had to do it like that because when I was saying I'm calling to have you call back to do your interview, then I wasn't getting callbacks. But if I say in my nice little, oh, look, it sounds like a secretary's calling me voice, then all of a sudden,
5: people are calling, won this job. But see, my problem with that is, once they get there and realize that you've wasted my time, and I'm not going to deal with you. Right. Because if, if that is their attitude, I don't want them anyway. Well, that's and- true. Because in your particular situation, like,
3: you're, it, it's just in the particular situation that I'm in, There's a collection of us. So you could be going to a male manager, a female manager. You don't, you don't really know, but that manager is who's making the calls to get you to come in to interview with them.
5: Yeah. And see, I have an all female management staff in my building. Actually. Congratulations. Actually. Right. Yes, girl. I have an all female staff period. I have no men that work in my building because, again, they do not show up for interviews. They don't.
1: Well, I mean, that goes kind of hand in hand with job market and the fact that people don't want to work. But I do believe that, like I said, if they get a phone call from a, a female store manager, a dude's going to be like, fuck that. I'm not working for that bitch. I mean, I, I can hear it. I mean, I can hear it in my head. It, it's it, And that's shitty because it could be a great job.
4: And yeah, I will say, if, it do not matter to me who's my manager. That's all I want. I just want somebody that just treats me with respect and just runs the business properly. So, I mean, if I'm getting called for an interview, if it's a woman calling me, that's literally no issue, like at all. It's still, hey, yes, I got the interview. I mean, let's Alex, go. Alex,
1: I mean, would you say that myself and our Bama friend, we treated everybody fairly? Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's 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 the goal, and you know, because if you treat everybody fairly, you can figure out who's good for you and who isn't, and that only helps. Well, yeah, boost we
0: everything.
4: had a we had a predominantly female um cell workers there too.
1: And the ones that and I the mean, one, but you know, it doesn't matter what their sex was, but we knew which workers were shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most it's most of us just all right, so,
5: and see all we want is we want I don't care if you have if you're a boy or a girl all I want is you to come in and do the job yeah and that's the way it should be that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter alright all right, so Bye. what we're going to do right now there's a fifth question but I'm going to save it to the very last because the other questions that Alex has are more important than that one so I'm going to sit back here. Alex, you got your list?
4: Sure do. Go ahead. All right. As a woman, is it easier to work under a man or a woman? Or is there no difference? Starting with Iron Maiden.
2: Well, to me, there's really no difference. It really depends on the person. Um, I really can't say that I've worked for a lot of horrible men and not horrible females, because I have worked for some really horrible females, too. Um, so really, it just depends on the manager that I'm working for. I really can't say that their their gender really has a lot to do with how good of a leader they are.
4: Okay. Uh, what about you, Jill? I
3: would say that... um We've we've talked about the fact that there's a good old boys club, but there is also a mean girls club. And if you have a manager that's part of, of a clique, and you aren't like them, or you're not with them, then they're going to make your life hell. Um, so I've had both sides of the coin. I've had you know the good old boys that you know you're just a skirt and that's all they want i've had managers that were male that actually you know treated me with respect and equal i've had females that treated me with respect and equal and then i've had females that just decided right off the bat they didn't like me and no matter what i did um no you're out and so it's a coin toss really you know there are good people and
4: bad people all across the world Um, also just gonna throw this out here Um, if anyone in chat has any questions go ahead and hit us up and anyone who may be watching this YouTube video uh, this is past me speaking uh, drop some questions down in the comments for these ladies so we can get them back on the show again sometime anywho uh, Mad Dog was it easier for you to work under a man or a woman manager or was there no difference?
5: Well, there is a distinct difference. Um, but I can't say that either one was good or bad. Again, you get the men who don't take you seriously, who don't think you know what you're talking about. And then on the flip side of that, you get the females who can be so harsh and, degrading to you at the same time because they're like, well, I did it. I did it and had three kids and did this and blah, blah, blah. So why can't you do it? So I can't say that, you know, it's one over the other. I mean, it does depend on the person, but I've, I've gotten it. I've gotten both ends of the spectrum on that.
4: Okay. All right. Second question. I actually am going to answer this first one um oh wow they have something to chime in on it
1: wow oh.
4: what do women managers do instinctively better i'm gonna say they listen instinctively better any um shout out to a specific kmart manager i'm not gonna say her name but those couple times she just listened to me very well anywho uh mad dog what do women managers do instinctively better
5: i think for me it's my organization um i already like if i know the end point and i know the end date i already know all the steps in between um so my planning and my organization um is is where i am the strongest i gotta be honest and this is probably where I'm going to differ from a lot of females, is I can't stand a whiny, cryy person. Like I don't, I I don't want to know about your BS at home. Like you want <laughs> the those six, eight, ten hours you're on my time. Oh yeah. I just, Come in and do the job. Like I don't, I don't want to hear about the baby's mama's dog's brother's cousin that got it. Like I, I don't care. Can we do the job, please?
4: Side question: Was it always like that for you, or did you just get so sick and tired of hearing that shit that you're just like, no, fuck it. You're on my. Time. Yeah,
5: I've, I've never been that touchy feely, um, lovey dovey, rainbows and lollipops female. I was. Oh.
4: Yeah, there's
1: nothing wrong
5: I, with that. I was raised by an HR person, so oh, I, I, yes,
1: you are. So I don't Ex- yeah. expand. Uh, I want to know this.
5: My my giver of life um, has been in HR for major major corporations for the last twenty five years. <laughs> that's a plot twist maybe a little bit more than that
1: wow I did not know that that is awesome
5: mm-hmm. so again I, I think that like that has a lot to do with my personality that has a lot to do with my work ethic Um, but the bottom line and maybe this does make me sound bad but I try to tell my managers listen when I My boss comes in this building. He's not going to come to you and say, hey, Boogie boo, why didn't you do your job? He's going to come to me and say, why didn't you ensure that they did their job? So I don't have time for your excuses. I really don't. If you can't do the job, then let's promote you to customer and I will find somebody who can do the job. Let's promote you to customer.
1: Promote you to oh customer my. is a great, great phrase.
5: I love
4: that. Oh, my. <laughs> you can come spend your money here, but you're not going to be earning money here. Um, but anyway. you know what's
5: funny about that is I've actually had some people that I've had to fire in the very recent time frame uh, mm-hmm. who are still coming into my store and shopping and giving me their money. Wow. Oh, my
4: God. Wow. Wow! If I ever got fired somewhere, I just don't think I could shop
5: there. All right. Yeah, I have not one piece of decor from the bullshit store.
4: (laughs) Iron Maiden. What do women managers do instinctively better?
2: I would say definitely planning. I was always very good at planning out. Agreed basically anything I mean whether it's the day or what my associates had to do that day or you know my department supervisors Um, also working under pressure Um, most of our lives I feel like are under pressure at this point anyway so I feel like my and as a woman your skills to kind of adapt to any type of situation for me were always pretty sharp And seeing through the bullshit of my employees and the stories they would tell me to get me to give them... Not that I'm not a compassionate person. I really think that I am. However, you have a bunch of people that lie to you and bullshit you as to why they can't come in, why they couldn't get their job done. And I think as a woman... I've always had a very good knack for seeing through that bullshit. I
1: think, I think that's elevated because of how you've been treated, to be honest with you.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I think that I hold, I, I always held my associates to, I guess, a pretty high standard. Because I always thought, you know, if I can get it done amidst all the chaos and bullshit that I have to deal with every day, then... There's no reason why you can't get this much freight out in 4 fucking hours when you only have this much. Yeah,
1: I think that's a, You know, I'm, I think that's a misconception because, you know, as a female manager, you've put up with so much shit your entire career that you understand the challenges of getting things done because you've been put underneath somebody's thumb for so long that you have a much better understanding of scope of time and how long things should take.
2: Oh, that's the fucking And like, the thing is, it's really not like, yeah, you have your bullshit going on at home. But when you're here, you're working, you're getting paid. I am literally paying you to be here to do a job. And I know that there is no fucking reason in the world, unless the building were on fire or there's like a zombie apocalypse, that you could not get this fucking job done in the amount of time that it needs to be done. Correct. Well,
5: and, and I think like for me, cause I am a working manager. Like, you know, we all know those managers that sit in the office. Oh, absolutely. If I can, if I can go back and I can bust three pallets of freight in an hour, stop what I'm doing, come out, check on everybody, go do a schedule real quick, you know, go make a phone call, come back. Like you mean to tell me that I can do six, eight, nine pallets a day and four of y'all couldn't get through the last three freaking pallets exactly what did you do
2: did you sit on your thumb and spin like <laughs> what did you do with your time exactly and i think for people like for women that are working managers too you're literally playing chess on separate di- several different fucking boards while you're at work that day and well that will you back on what my answer is yeah and, Sorry, go ahead.
3: It's fine. Sorry, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that I think women are better multitaskers, and it's yeah. not just my opinion. I've actually there's a tangent, but there's this show that came on called 100 Humans, and they did they took like variety of people, 100 humans, and had them do various tasks, and 50 were male and 50 were female, and they did a multitasking test, and the women. Aced it, you know, men could do a harder task as far as uh cognitively, you know, some of the things that they were asked to do. But the women, you know, they could juggle 15 things and answer the phone and nobody knew that they were doing fifteen other things at the same time. And you know, I think as a whole, you know, women do do that better. They can juggle fifty things and know, you know, who's gonna be a problem because they're going to go get, you know, their hair done instead of come to work and think ahead about that, that, okay, well, we can't call her in because she's going to be spending the weekend with her boo thing and, you know, think, you know, the chess match 15 steps ahead to be able to just get through the damn day.
1: You know, all of you bring up a a brilliant point And, and here's something, you know, honestly, that is amazing for me, you know, like I said, being in the business for 30 years, I learned early on. I mean, I was told by a district manager probably within my ne- my first five years that women managers were better at multitasking and had more attention to detail. And I carried that with me all along through my career. And, you know, in 30 years, that's true. I have seen nothing that proves that otherwise.
5: And again, you know, then when because I have called a male counterpart where I currently work and I'm like and he's, you know, I'm asking him a question about something because while I'm doing freight, some email comes through and I look at my email and then I'm thinking about that and I'm trying to get in touch with somebody and I'm calling him. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He's like nothing sitting here bored waiting on my truck to show up and I'm like, Are you kidding me right now? I haven't been in my office all day.
1: I mean, I look at it like this. You know, we're going through all these questions and stuff. And I mean, we're doing it for the show and whatnot. And a lot of this I've lived firsthand. Look, I don't care if there's any dude out there that's ever worked with me or for me watching this and thinks I'm a piece of shit. I don't really care. Everything we're saying is fact. Women get the short end of the fucking stick. It's not 100% across the board. Some are better than others, okay? But women in retail get screwed and not in a good way. It's you guys get completely obliterated on a daily basis because you got long hair and pretty eyes and all those other things that they like to, you know, ooh-ah over. And it's fact. I mean, I've watched it for 30 years years this isn't like some guy who's only been in retail a couple of years and hasn't you know oh well i've seen that 30 years all of this is true this isn't bullshit and there's probably a lot of dudes out there let me tell you something so over on reddit we've posted a bunch of stuff about you know the female wage gap and and you know doing this show and whatnot and let me tell you something over there it gets downvoted and it's perceived as very negative, and one has to wonder why. My mother used to tell me something when I was younger. If it's not true, why you get so mad? And I think this entire subject
2: exactly encapsulates exactly. This.
4: Yeah, that that is wild. wow all right moving on to the next question Uh, do you think employers hesitate to hire women because they may go on to leave to have kids jill kick us
3: off yes as a short answer yes um I'm not sure, but I think I may be the only guest on this evening that actually has had children. (laughs) And, you know, from the moment that you're trying to conceive to the moment that they go to college, it's seen as a handicap that you have brought life into the world. And because retail wants you... To be married to it, like the Irish Connection pointed out the other week, they don't want you to have someone else that's important like your child would be in your life because that might take away from the time that they want to steal from you. And to be sure, it is time that they are stealing from you because if anything happens, they're not there and they don't have your back and they're really quick to just say, who else can we hire? Right. And unfortunately, I personally experienced the situation where the job was like hey you need to choose between being here or being with your child who's in the hospital and had to say okay that's fine I'm gonna choose my kid and they were surprised
1: you know there's th-
3: and so if they want to you know if they want to see that as a handicap i can't help
1: you know i, I want to step in here just a second All right, as far as that story goes, you're 100% correct. You know, you have retailers that expect you to give your life blood to them no matter what. And yes, out of the gate, initially, retailers will look at females and be like, well, eventually, if this person doesn't have kids, they're going to have kids, or they have kids now, so they're going to have to do other things, which I think is bullshit because having a kid is a harder task than anything any fucking retailer could ever give you. Having a child is harder than running a Walmart. And the Waltons can kiss my ass if they think otherwise. Because you are creating a human being to contribute to humanity. But at the same time, and I want to... to the only reason I stepped in here because of Russell... There are single dads, too. And here's the thing. I'm not trying to take away from anything. But as parenting, as a male or a female, is punished by retail. If you have a father who has children and it separates or divorces his wife and he gets custody of his children, he automatically gets to feel what females get to feel. Because...
3: And I bet he gets asked Well, what does your wife do or what does their mother do? Exactly. she needs to be off because one's sick. Exactly. And immediately it's why isn't a woman doing it? Right.
1: And that's the thing. So the woman's not doing these things and he has to do them. And all of a sudden he gets to feel what you ladies get to feel. But
3: good on you, Russell, for doing it. Good
1: Good on you, Russell, for doing that. But he under if any male out there in the world has an understanding of this question, it's the single male parent who has custody of their children and no help. So those guys should be the biggest supporters for you females that just get looked at like, oh, you're a female. You may have a child. We can't depend on you. Which is horseshit in itself because having a child has absolutely nothing to do with your talent level and your ability to do the job. All it has to do with in corporate's eyes is the time that they own you. Continue.
4: Oof. Uh, Moving on to you, Iron Maiden. Uh, I need to repeat the question for you.
2: No, I got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of a funny story. Whenever I became a manager at one retailer that I worked at, I had to jump through so many flaming hoops to get this position. And one of those flaming hoops was actually with the regional vice president, which I don't even know why that was a thing that I had to do, but whatever. This person literally asked me, So are you married? Do you have a family? What does that matter? <laughs> exactly. So my response That's was no. That's legal Good to ask. Yes, it is. So, of course, the response was no, I'm not. Well, do you plan on, you know, having a family? And of course, yeah, I do. Well, how would you plan on managing your current role then? And also having a family, (laughs) which to me, I mean, this was like years ago. And I know that the laws haven't changed that fucking much (laughs) in that amount of time. But to me, like to even ask me, the the first thing that I thought of was, if I were a man interviewing for this position, would you ask me the
1: same question? Absolutely not. You would not get that question.
2: Absolutely Not. not. Absolutely not. So, I mean, I... Yeah, there's a lot of prejudice against you know either hiring or promoting or doing anything with a woman who either has a family, is pregnant, or
1: plans to and have see, a family. And see, that is horseshit. Okay, if statistically speaking, we've proven that women are better at planning, women have a higher attention to detail, women are better analytically, all these things— you want to use their God-given talent of bringing life into this world to cheat you out of having those talents. And that is the biggest bunch of horseshit I have ever fucking seen.
3: Well, I don't know about you guys, but it's been my experience that if you hire a working mom or dad that are trying to put you know, food on the table for their kids... They are going to work their asses off because they want to get that paycheck. They want to get those extra hours from you. You know, they want to work as much as, you know, maybe they have a limited schedule, but they want to work within the realm of that limited schedule as much as they can.
1: Right say. now. And to echo the, our, our our Irish connection friend here, I missed my son's first birthday because I had to work. Looking back on that was bullshit. I had retail brain right at the time. My entire purpose of having the retail war zone is to raise awareness that the retail industry does not own you. The retail industry, whether it be grocery, hard lines, soft lines, fabric, whatever, Home Depots, Lowe's, Walmart's, whatever, they want to own you in your time 24 hours a day. That's slavery. It's wrong. And, you know, to me, if you've got people asking you questions about raising children and having a family, it'd be real easy to say, well, that company's not worth working for. But all the companies are the fucking same.
2: Well, I always make a joke that when I signed up to be a retail manager, I literally signed on that dotted line and I signed my life away for X amount of years
1: and, in order to right, do that job. And for the money. And that and that and therein lies the problem of retail is you sign your name to the dotted line for money. And it's not what you're worth, but once again, it goes back to something I've said throughout all of these videos. They will never pay you correctly or pay you what you're worth or pay you worth your talent. They'll only pay you enough to keep you locked in. And when they do that, you're signing a contract that they own you 24 hours a day.
3: And that's male or female
1: management. Right and as as Tif, as Tiffany Lister has just posted in the chat, and if you drop dead, they'll replace you the very next day.
2: Oof. Well, and that's the sad part too, is I mean, I, I think if we all kind of know this, we're all replaceable. yep. I mean, there is we are not like these ama I mean, we are all amazing at what we do. However, this is, a, this is corporate America. I mean, they have somebody already ready to go to take right. over your spot in case you do drop Yeah, Yeah, and, and
1: out. that's the thing with me is let's just, look, if we're going to do this, let's get rid of the charade. Let's stop this bullshit. Oh, employees of said company, you mean so much to us. Be honest and say, no, the fuck you don't. We can replace you with a self-checkout or somebody else wanting to get hired cheaper the next day. Quit this touchy-feely bullshit. You know, if you're going to be the Sith, be the Sith. If you're going to... Look, all retailers are worried about is bad press. That's all they care about. You know, they'll squash a customer issue, a sexual harassment issue, a mistreatment issue, however they have to, to not tarnish their name. But the biggest scam in all of business is retail businesses acting like their employees matter because they do not. They'll replace you at the drop of a hat. They don't care what your life is. They don't care what your situation is. They're just wanting to make sure that till pops open when you hit subtotal and some money goes in. They don't give a shit about you at all. And they never will. And, you know, it's even worse for females. Because if retailers are like that out of the gate, oh, shit. Imagine if you're that woman who has a kid you have to take care of. It's just bullshit, man.
4: All right, mad dog. <laughs>
5: I think that I have a little different perspective on this um, because I don't have kids. Um, I have raised enough children working for right <laughs> That's good. That is not, not going to be my path in life. Um, I don't think that there's ever been an issue because they know that they can pay a female less money. So again, it goes down to the bottom line regardless of my talent or my experience or whatever, hey, we can get her in and pay her less to make that store's profitability. More- Time
1: out. You're right. And that goes into what we talked about earlier. A few episodes ago. Yep. The biggest problem there is why is that a fucking thing? I got so pissed off after that episode thinking about just the one concept of district managers who will look you straight in the face and say, well, this dude has 10 years experience. This female has one year of experience. We're going to pay her less than the 10 year experience guy. But the job is the same fucking thing that is a problem because that person that only had one year's worth of experience is going to get treated exactly the same as the one who had 10 years experience and get run the fuck off at a lesser wage. We have a way, we have a wage problem in retail that nobody wants to address that everybody's too chicken shit to actually bring up. But ladies and gentlemen, let's go I mean, ahead and get this out of the way. If you're negotiating salaries in retail, you're working for the wrong fucking company. They should be able to tell you the moment you sit down what you're going to make.
5: Well, and, you know, we discussed this on that episode that they're going to say, well, this is a $5 million store. The one you're going to is only a $2 million store. Right. But again... The job is exactly the right. same. Right, you you you're open the same amount of right? hours. and as a matter of fact, the store that only it that is a two million dollar store, they have less payroll and less people. But you're gonna get the same amount of freight. Right. You're gonna get the same amount of everything. And but that's why you're gonna make seven thousand dollars less.
1: Exactly, people. and that's horseshit. Look, I'm I'm gonna call this out right now. But,
5: but a lot of times, females are a placeholder. You know. Literally, right they're under pressure to get somebody in to run the store and cuz again i kind of i'm i'm feeling a little maybe it's cuz i needed a break or whatever but just kind of feeling like okay i've come in i've turned this store around so was i legitimately just like the maid the cleanup crew that came in and cleaned up the store and now you want to nitpick t- the tiniest fucking Yeah bullshit? because they
1: can get somebody cheaper you than you mad her dog her? correct and and that's what all this boils down to, and you know, I it, it's it's just horseshit. It's awful. I mean, it, there there's no getting around it. And I will gladly get on here or national television with any CEO of any fucking company who has the balls to argue this with me. Let's go. Tell us why we're negotiating salaries. Let's go. CNBC. Come on. I'll go. CNN. Come on. We'll go. Bring it. Show me how the jobs differ. Show me how the responsibilities differ that you feel that you have the right to pay somebody more for doing the same thing as somebody else. Bring it, fuckers. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Cuz guess what? I'll win that one. Next question, Alex, before I explode. All
4: day long. All right.
1: <clears throat> Do
4: you have any examples slash stories where you were not listened to by superiors because you were a woman? Starting with Mad Dogs.
5: My entire career oh, at the decor store.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> yep.
5: My entire my entire fucking career.
1: I, as far as the uh, decor please, store goes, I, 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 I want to place. say this about the decor store. The number one problem there is the good old boy network is wide and large and ain't going anywhere until Mr. Bird decides to investigate.
5: Correct. Which will never happen.
1: Because
5: so, he's real he's getting up on stage in his lap. So,
1: so expound on that Why Alex is away.
5: So, you know, my first, I get hired. I get zero training. My boss goes out of town for a (laughs) week, comes for three days, then goes on vacation for two weeks. And I am left with no information. And I'm like, um, I need somebody to tell me what the hell is supposed to be going on. Somebody. Couldn't couldn't get an answer from the bald one, like shocker. Yeah, shocker. Um,
1: I I, you know time out. I'm waiting till I get some sort of message from somebody saying that we shouldn't talk about this shit. I'm gonna laugh. Go ahead.
5: I mean the complete and utter bullshit with the the CSSs and the this and the that and who should have been doing what and how long they've been there and and nobody's doing this and blah, 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 blah and bullshit, bullshit, cry me up fucking river and just literally everything. Like, hey, this is not how we're supposed to do this. Hey, this is not... Like, I was literally asked by Peter Griffin if I thought (laughs) that the promotion to the OBS leader was a good idea... And I said no, and she did it anyway, and he lasted all of about a month.
1: You know, in a perfect world, I wish I could work side-by-side side with Peter Griffin so I could run circles around him and make fun of how shitty he really is. But anyway, continue.
5: Oh, he's, he's fucking horrible. And then, you know, I got, again, so instead of dealing with that problem, they shipped me off to another Correct. store who hadn't had a store manager or a, whatever you and want to call it. And full disclosure, this,
1: this Mad Dog inherited a shithole. And Mad Dog raised the alarm and the flags on everything that was going on there. And it was bad. I mean, like, really bad. And I can vouch for this. And got zero support. Zero.
5: Which is why I ended up taking... An eleven thousand dollar pay cut to take a different position to get away
1: from the. To craze. give you an idea about this good old boys club there, and I, I, I try not to reveal too much here, but you know, yes, I do know Mad Dog. All right, so there's this big, huge shindig. They send send all these people out to it this you know expensive location once a year. And her and I kind of chilled together the entire time and we used to joke that we were like the bad kids table because we did not fit in with the ass kissing, you know, oh, let we were that we outcast. were. And and you know, and it was so blatantly obvious. And the last trip, you know, I got told, Well, you need to come sit with us. And I'm thinking, why? You know, it's just like, okay, fine. What the fuck ever. There is no unity because you've made it known who the fuck your favorites are and who the fuck they're not. And, you know, if you're that manager and you find yourself in this situation, you're the bad guy. They don't like the outliers. They don't like the people that have an opinion. And they don't like the people who have the balls to say what they want to say. Because if you do, everything you do is, is you know, critiqued. To be damned, and you've got documentation showing other managers that suck balls, you get a free ride, but you're doing okay, and they're coming on, coming down on you like, oh, this is some bullshit. Man, there's so much politics in retail, it's fucking stupid.
5: Uh, do you remember the one that got drunk and went up to the bald one and was like, I'm gonna take Oh, your yeah,
1: job. and she's running like the number one store in the district, and nothing happened to her. Yep, I sure do.
5: Yeah. And she's the um, what did they call it? it like the district leader in training? What was oh, it called? I don't fucking oh,
1: remember. Director. Bitch in charge? I yeah. don't know.
5: The, the the director.
1: Oh 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 yeah. oh um yeah the DM plus. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So you know, I'm sitting here telling you that this my ops leader, who y'all think is so fantastical is lying is refusing to actually process the truck and you tell me i can't do a damn thing about it i report to my district manager and to lp that my ops leader gave her keys to an associate that she was having an affair with gave her alarm and nothing happened and i'm the one that got in trouble I'm the one You know,
1: we're going to have to do a whole episode one night on just those fiasco's. I mean, and it would take an hour and a half to 2 hours easy. So, having said that, Alex, reread the question and move it to Iron Maiden. I'll get with you mad dog. We're going to have a fun one here real soon.
4: Oh yeah, most definitely. Um I do just want to throw this out there. We're currently sitting at 1 hour and 52. So, I'm to have Let's to Let's get this wrapped up. This wrapped up here soon. Um, Iron Maiden, do you have any examples slash stories where you were not listened to by superiors because you were a woman?
2: Yeah, yeah, I have a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's, there's plenty. I mean, and, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, how... How do I remember all of them because there were just so many that I can't even like think of like a particular instance at this point where one thing was more so than the other
1: Dang.
2: but yeah I mean they all just like blend together at a certain point um, but I would just say like as far as I mean I was in charge of like the hiring at one point and it just seemed like This was the double-edged sword here. You have to hire. Hire, hire, hire. Get people. You need people. However, your pool that you have to select from sometimes is just fucking horrible. Oh my God. It is just like the worst. (coughs) And all... Yeah, and then they look at you like, well, why aren't you hiring more people? You need more people. It's like, dude, do you see? Like, I'm getting like, Frankie the felon here (laughs) wanting to like apply for a fucking (laughs) cashier position and I'm like uh probably not not a good fit but they would look at me and they would like literally I had a dm at one point ask me like well are you being too hard on them are you like well what questions are you asking them I don't know the basic questions that I would ask somebody if they want a job and that that is like one memory that stands out among the rest was that because I was a woman, I was seen as like more emotional and that I didn't have good judgment when it came to hiring people, but I did. And that was the problem is like, I would see through people's bullshit and say, yeah, this is not a good fit. And then later I would get... Like basically like crucified for it because I didn't hire enough people. And it's like, well, do you want me to just hire anybody? Because if that's what you want, just tell me that's what you want. And I will just do that. I will hire a hundred fucking people in two weeks if that's what you really want. And we don't give a shit about who they are. But I mean, that's basically where to- I'm at
5: with what I'm with where I'm at now. We have a minimum
2: staffing standard and I can't keep it because of where I'm located. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it really does depend on where your store is as far as, like, what your talent market is. And the one store that I worked for, we were rural. I mean, compared to all the other stores in our district, we were, we stood alone. We were in the middle of fucking nowhere, North Carolina. And the talent pool there came- there really isn't one there's not like, i understand
1: kind of like i get pool. it i know
2: <laughs> it's not like felt talent. it it's like exactly. like like are you do you have a pulse great do you want a job okay like <laughs> come in on tuesday so i mean it just and then it got to the point where things got so backed up with the hiring that they literally were like we're going to bring in another person to help you. So you're going to screen, quote unquote, these per- these people, and then we're going to give them to a male manager oh, wow. to have them do the interview. Because basically at that point, I knew what it was. They didn't trust my judgment.
1: That's some bullshit. the people
2: that we were bringing That's in. That's some bullshit. Exactly. And you know what happened? You know what happened? That same manager was like, yeah, dude. These people are fucking horrible. Yeah, it took that for them to finally realize, okay, maybe we, we need to temper expectations here. Wow. But me saying it wasn't enough. All right, so. Because you're not believed. Exactly. Right,
1: exactly. All right, so we're sitting at an hour 56. We've got two questions left, all right? So I'm going to to the questions here. The last one's pretty easy, but this one is something that's kind of important because I think it needs to be addressed. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask this. It's not on the screen. I'm kind of jumping ahead of stuff here because of time. This question is important because I've watched it happen, and I want to get you guys feedback on this. During your tenure, have you noticed or experienced undermining or backstabbing from other female employees? If so, do you find this behavior more prevalent in one sex or the other? Mad Dog, we'll start with you. Ooh. Um,
5: I don't I don't find it prevalent in either in either sex. I think it's just rampant in general. Um, when you are somebody who is strong and especially kind of like in the situation that I'm in now where I have come in, I have cleaned up this store that we're, we're winning back our customer, all of these things. So now all of a sudden all these little cocky bitches think, Oh, this is easy. I can do it. No, no. All right. So they
2: want to backbite.
1: Gotcha. Iron Maiden.
2: Um, I would, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say that I've been backstabbed by both. Um, In my experience, uh, women, we are, we're pretty nasty and brutal when it comes to other women. Yes,
1: that's the answer Um, I was looking for. Not only
2: in retail, yeah, not only in retail, I've worked in offices, I've worked in many different places before. And I could say when you have, an all-female staff in close quarters, you need to watch your fucking back, dude, because those women, (laughs) they don't, women are very jealous, and, I mean, not me personally, but there are definitely those women out there. They're very jealous. They're very catty. They will do anything to sabotage you, undermine you, backstab you, make you look bad. I mean, you name it. So, yeah.
1: Wow. All right. Jill of all trades, your turn.
3: Women will be oh so quick to throw you under the bus like in a heartbeat. It can be someone that you think is your bestie and if she thinks she's going to get ahead, honey, you're going to have tire tracks all over you and that's just how it's going to be. So it makes it very difficult to make friends with people that you see every day sometimes more than your family and uh, as a result over the years i am very closed off sometimes people think that i'm snooty um but it's just because i'm not going to give you any information on my personal life and what happens outside this box for you to go back and say oh well, you don't need to hire her because this and, this and this and this and this and this. And I think that this and this and this. And I see it happen all the time.
5: Zero girls getting,
3: yeah, girls getting their feelings so hurt because they told, you know, such and such exactly everything that was going on and such and such that, oh, let me tell you all about her. Hold on. And it had nothing to do with work usually. And everything to do with this and this and this is going on in her personal life. So you can't trust her. And I think that she's stealing because of this. And I think that she's stealing because of that. And I think that her boyfriend this. And so she's going to get another job any moment. And anything in the world, sweetheart, they will use to throw at you. Whereas guys are just like, uh, okay, I'm going to get ahead. And uh, you just do you. Yeah, they'll be sexist towards you, but it's not really too it's it's not as vicious, I guess, as what girls do to other girls.
1: Correct. That's important. All right, ladies, our very last question of the evening and it's an important one. What advice do you have for any females? Wanting to pursue retail management. Mad dog.
5: Bitch up. Make sure that you come in with your backbone. And your authority. And have all of your ducks in a row. And call people out on their bullshit.
1: Excellent. Well spoken. Iron Maiden. Take no shit.
2: I wish that I would have known back then what I know now about working in retail. Take no shit.
1: Excellent. Jill of all trades.
2: Have the
3: toughest armor that you can possibly have because retail will eat you up, spit you out and try to do it again over and over again And if you got thin skin and can't handle that and you are the type that's going to cry at the drop of the hat, this is not for you.
1: Amen. I would agree with that. So, ladies, I want to thank each of you for being here this evening. I know you all personally. I think you were splendid at the jobs that you do. I wouldn't have had you here if you weren't. Uh, I would hope that you guys would spread the gospel of what we're doing and help us out as well. So before we get out of here, uh, Mad Dog, do you have any final words? No, I'm good. Spoken like a true champ. Iron Maiden, you? No, not
2: really. Other than ladies, ladies. It was such a pleasure to be here tonight. I'm so happy that I was here. This was a great experience. It made me feel so much better and so validated in my experience in retail.
1: I'm glad you're here. This
2: was honestly great. Yeah, this was great. So thank you.
1: Jill? I'll
3: just piggyback off of Iron Maiden. I had a great time. It was fun. And ladies, thank you for coming on. Um, my dog, it gave me the courage to
1: say yes. I'm Steve. App. <laughs> um, yeah. Alex, what you got, bro?
4: The obligatory self plug. Yep, we
1: had to get that in there in the
4: stream. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the TikTok has been going absolutely nuclear as of this past.
1: The, the, this poor child down here. He wants to be YouTube TikTok famous so bad. He can't stand it. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm <laughs> old and that stuff doesn't bother me anymore.
4: Oh yeah, no, I'm trying because I want to get out of retail slash <clears throat> where I work now. But um, yeah, um, the credentials are in the chat.
1: Yep, I'll look up. You um, I do want to say once again, thank you, ladies, for being on. Uh, as it stands right now, unless something changes, next. Wednesday, we're going to talk about why corporate retail visits exactly. are whack, why getting ready for regional visits and whatnot is a terrible fucking thing. So we're going to get into that. And I got a lot to say about and also, that.
4: also, you know, we want, yes, we
0: definitely,
4: definitely oh, want to start looking into having maybe like a guest, like every stream. Yeah. Uh, the, um, because it is definitely easier to have a third person to piggyback off of, especially if you're a quiet introvert like me.
1: <laughs> well, the big but, the big thing is, as he as he's saying, is I need everybody that's watching's help. Okay, this doesn't always have to be Alex and I. I would much rather have guest panels and people explaining their stories and things that they're doing. Um. You know, Because I think it provides interesting content And I think it provides a good perspective From all across the board And like I said My goal is to make the retail war zone To be a place where somebody Could email me and say Hey look, I've really got this to say About this topic And I need to get this off my chest Can I come on? And the answer is going to be yes So Send us whoever you got and, and if you,
4: and if you don't want to come on the show and speak, you can just literally have us. Even if you don't want us to read
1: at all, you know, right? It's anonymous. We'll discuss whatever you exactly. It, only if you want. To, and and only if you want. To. And I found last week's episode to be extremely enlightening. Um, it was especially great to have some perspective from you know overseas about how things happen there. Um, And, you know, tonight just getting the female perspective is fantastic because I think it's overlooked. I mean, yeah, you'll see little blurbs and headlines and things like that. Um, If there's an interest in doing an episode where we have guests talking about whether or not the retailers they work for have taken their safety into real consideration during the pandemic, we will do that but there are strict guidelines as to what we will and will not discuss. So we can do that. Um, But other than that, guys, you know, I want to thank you all for being here. Everybody that's watching, thank you. Like I said, please, 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 you know, send out our YouTube link and get us some subs there. Ladies, we'll be back in touch with you. We'll have you on again. Um, It it was great having you. It just makes for a better time. So, you know, I just want to tell everybody thank you again. Um, you know, and we'll just keep moving. So, Alex, you got anything real quick?
4: Uh, but, yeah. Like, as we said, and on the Reddit, I posted a thing about workplace standards. I would love for you guys to come over to the Reddit at The Retail War Zone and just let me know how you feel about that. Maybe we can discuss that, but also, I've been posting things in there just to get things off off my chest about my workplace that Oh, I just cannot stand it. I can't talk about it with anybody except for...
1: Yeah, Addicts has a great poll about the type of managers. And that's r slash the underscore retail underscore warzone at Reddit. So go check it out. So with having said that, guys, thank everybody for watching tonight. And we will see you next time.